All right, so welcome to episode number 142 of The Space in Between. And it's Phoebe Leona here, and it's you and me today as we dive into a conversation that we began with Jesse Lucas last week about chaos, embodying embodiment in chaos. And we're going to talk a little bit about crossing thresholds, uh, how to listen in those spaces and between the thresholds and in the process of crossing the thresholds. We're going to look at another archetypal journey that we can perhaps see our own journey through a new lens, an invitation into perhaps seeing our life through a new lens and personally and collectively. And I'll share some of my own little insights along the way, my own little stories with you, and we'll see where that goes. So before we do get there, a couple things happening in Nomadland. So I did a batch of these episodes before I traveled to New York and I just got back. Here I am in West Virginia. It's so nice out today that I wanted to bring that out to you so you might hear some sounds, the little birds, some nature. Um, but yes, the time in the Hudson Valley was just so, so beautiful in so many different ways. Personally, through Nomad, through Dear Radiant One, there were so many, so many things. But I'll share some highlights with you. So we had a really special event. We had three actually, we had three events there in the Hudson Valley. And one of them was at Ascend Collective. Now, this is a beautiful stu- studio in Cold Spring. Uh, it was Sky Baby prior to that. And I had taught there for years prior to this. Um, so it was a, in a sense of coming home, you know, a studio and Malia, the owner, who I love dearly and have worked with for many, many years. And here I was coming home to this new studio with kind of a new offering, right? With Dear Radiant One. So there was a bit of a book reading. There was a beautiful circle that was shared with the participants of of the reading. But then also I took them through this Movement 109 ceremony. So as I shared the reading, I invited them into their story. And then they got to experience their story through the movement. So we did about a lot of grounding work to feel safe in that story, whatever that was for them. And then what we did was we recognized the patterns, the energies that were in that space and the bodies and our collective space together. And then we transitioned into the dancing part of Movement 109 where we released whatever was needed to release. We celebrated whatever it was that we needed to celebrate. And then we came back into a closing of Dear Radiant One. And then we integrated. And there were so many beautiful insights as we integrated again. One that I want to share with you is how it ended up being all women, how they they said that they wanted to come back together after they had read the book. Some of them were just getting the book in their hands that day. Some of them had been reading a couple of chapters. Um, There was maybe one or two that actually finished the book. 
And then they want to come back together in the fall and do the ceremony again and see what shifted, what changed from reading the story. So I'm so excited to dive in deeper with this group. And it's also planting a seed for more of these experiences so that we can have kind of our own little version of a book club for Dear Radiant One, where we come together at the beginning, we come together at the end, or wherever you are in that process, and and see the transformation, not only just reading the pages of the book and you know reflecting, but actually experiencing and embodying the stories. So Ooh, I'm really excited about that and the possibilities. So stay tuned for that. And if you're not in the Hudson Valley, um, you're somewhere else and you think that you have um, a group of people that would really benefit from this in your community, uh, reach out to me. I would love to bring Dear Radiant One experience to you. I'm calling this whole ceremony Embodied Radiant. So it's the Dear Radiant One and Movement 109 together. An embodied radiance ceremony. So if you'd like to experience that in person and I'm able to get to you and your community, reach out. If if not, we can gather together on Zoom and and have this experience. So I'll leave that to you and planting the seed for you. A uh, couple other things that are happening in Nomadland. So we are doing something very similar to this experience, what I just said, for seven days in Costa Rica, Embodied Radiance Retreat. So we'll be in Nosara, Costa Rica. We will be doing gentle yoga practice in the morning and then these Embodied Radiance ceremonies in the evening and lots of time for integration and and, and celebration, eating good food, going zip lining, going to the beach, reading books, whatever it is that you want in that time and space. And then for those of you who are out there who are healers and facilitators, coaches, and you want a new modality, there will be an opportunity to have afternoon sessions with me to receive your uh, Movement 109 facilitating facilitator certificate. So... Those are both happening over at thenomadcollective.org. You can find out more over there. And um, and if you're wanting to go into this but more in a solo way, there is the Embodied Radiance program, which is the online program where there are practices and tools that are similar to what's in the book, but they go even deeper um, with videos and little podcast, bite-sized podcast episodes and guided meditations and all of the things to guide you. And I like to think of this program, Embodied Radiance Reprogram, I'm calling it, reprogramming your nervous system, reprogramming uh, your relationship with emotions, reprogramming the way that you move through life and dance in life. So you can find out more over at my website, phoebeleona.com, about the Embodied Radiance Program. So with all of that said, uh, yes, when I was in the Hudson Valley, you know, that is a home to me, kind of dancing between Hudson Valley and West Virginia these days. And it always feels like I'm crossing a threshold whenever I'm coming into one of the spaces or moving from one space into the next. I'm always crossing these thresholds of, you know, a new chapter, even if it's just a little mini chapter of my life. And so Listening to Jesse's, uh, Jesse Lucas's conversation from last week's podcast and kind of tr- making that transition for myself, 
um, just in the past few days. And also with all the swirling in all the swirling, swirling, swirling information that's happening out there, all of the current events that have been going on the past, gosh, few years, <laughs> but particularly the last couple of weeks, I felt like let's sit in the space of chaos just a little bit longer to acknowledge that there is also an opportunity here. There's an opportunity here for all of us in this space, even if it feels like there is not. This is an invitation to see that there is. So if you didn't listen to the, uh, the episode from last week with Jessie, she's a dear friend of mine from middle school. We reconnected. We do a lot of the same work in somatic work, being embodiment work, being in the body. And she, we had a lot of great conversations there. We also, she also gave a lot of beautiful tips on how to physically be in your body, to check in, to become more aware in the process of, of um, dealing with chaos. And, um, and what I'm doing today is just picking up those, those little breadcrumbs or dots as A.V. Susie and I joke about in a couple of podcasts ago, uh, episodes ago. So I talk about, and I think I might have mentioned this in a few episodes ago, there's a practice that I sit with when, I, when I'm feeling the chaos of my life um, overtake me, and it's this idea of play. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a moment and what play is, and particularly the L in play, because it's an acronym. But if you don't already know, um, I'll just give you a little bit of my own backstory with chaos. So I had a very, I've had a very intimate relationship with chaos over the years. Having the father that I had who was a beautiful person, but very big person, a very chaotic person who had the highs, extreme highs and extreme lows and everything in between, but mostly highs and lows. And that was sort of my blueprint for life. And even though I didn't repeat his patterns of, you know, becoming a drug addict or, you know, letting alcohol take over my life, like he he did and the rage and the and the anger and his PTSD that really was steering all of his decisions in life um but it was this this Im, this imprint in me of always sort of leaning into situations that would feel similar in those circumstances in relationships that i chose in um just kind of the beautiful chaotic light that i created as a dancer you know it was it was a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways because it gave me this sense of um, like belonging in the chaos because I knew it so well. And the life of a dancer and living in New York City is very chaotic. So I was able to do all of the things and function at a really high level um, in the midst of that kind of chaos. So when I started to write the book and when I started to do my own emotional recovery after my dad did die and I was going through my divorce, that's what kind of steered me on this emotional recovery journey. I realized how addicted I was to chaos and I wanted to change that for myself. You know, understanding that life will always have these highs and lows, but how could I sit in the space of, of in between <laughs> 
and a space of, of calm, of still, of not feeling pulled in either direction, but really to notice what is here and not feeling like I had to choose one or the other um, in order to survive or thrive, really survive. So that brought me to this practice of what I call play. And I've been kind of exploring this idea of play the last year or two. And so play is this acronym. P is just a pause. Pause whatever story you're telling yourself, whatever chaotic story you're telling yourself or the voices from outside are telling you. And we'll kind of look at that on a global level in a moment. Pausing that story, pausing what you're physically doing if you're also taking action in the middle of the chaos. So just pausing. And then L is to listen. And that's what we're going to really sit in today is just to simply listen not do anything, not have to be anything, not to change anything, not to judge anything, label anything. Again, not trying to control the situation, but just listen. And then A is to, in after that listening, and you notice maybe there is this sensation in your body or an emotion or thought or many, many thoughts that are activating a, a feeling of discomfort, of disease, of, of not w- being where you want to be, right? Again, without judging it. But so A, as we enter into A, is activate. Activate how you want to feel. So if you're not in that desired space, activate how you want to feel. So, so set the intention. At the end of this time and space that you're giving for yourself in that play space, I want to feel calm. I want to feel joy. I want to feel energized. I want to feel grateful. I want to feel loved. Whatever it is, you're activating that higher vibrational state that you probably aren't in already. And you could also be in a really great state and just want to emphasize it, amplify it. And then why is just to say a full body yes. So to give that expression, to commit to that activated state. So that might be to get up and dance around because you want more energy. That might be to be still and take just the next five minutes to breathe and meditate That might be that you feel really angry and you don't want to feel it anymore. So you shake out the body, you scream. That might be that you go for a run. It might be that you go and do cartwheels out on the the lawn. Whatever it is, no matter what it looks like or feels like, right? Like if it feels silly, still do it. Dive into it so that you start to be an active participant in changing your vibrational state to move out of that chaos, to move out of that undesirable, it might not be chaos for you, but that undesirable state of being and start to be an active participant in co-creating your new reality. So it's really simple. Um, I dive into it more deeply in Embodied Radiance program, but I wanted to bring that into the space here today because... I think it's really important that we listen right now. And I don't mean listen to all the noise, right? There's so much noise. It's That's like if you think of hearing versus listening, hearing's like hearing all the noise, hearing all the chatter, right? But it's not really like it's hurt, hitting you. It's hitting your nervous system. You might be conscious of it. You might not 
be super conscious of it. But it's like you're hearing it, but it's not like deeply, deeply there, right? You're not, but listening is turning all that noise down and listening to what is really deeply inside of you. Now, deeply inside of you, yes, it might be the vibrations of what you're hearing in the outer world, that you're feeling this deep pain, this deep confusion, this deep sense of chaos or not belonging or whatever. It might, you might feel that. That's, that's okay. But it's, it's like actually turning in to listen to what's happening internally, right? Rather than hearing what's on the outside that's influencing what's inside. So, you know... When Jesse and I recorded last week's session, it had been a few weeks prior. And so the current events that we were referring to were the shooting um, that happened in Texas. And then since then, I mean, it's just been insane. You turn the news on and there's like another shooting every day, multiple times a day. There was a whole bunch of stuff that happened in the Supreme Court, particularly about abortion, um, it just seems like it's going, 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 going um, in our little communities, in our bigger communities, in our country, and globally. There's so much noise. And you can go and hear the current events somewhere else. What I'm inviting us into today is how is that affecting you? How is that affecting your nervous system? How are you being present and really listening to what is what is truly here now? Not what's on the news, not what so-and-so told you that happened today. But what is the what is the story that's being told internally? Right? Because all of this out here is really a reflection of what's deep within you. So as you're sitting and, and even as I'm talking, you can use this as a bit of a meditation for yourself. If you're able to close your eyes and breathe and, and if you're driving, eyes on the road. <laughs> but just take a few moments to just slow your breath down. Notice how your nervous system feels. Notice how your physical body feels. Notice the emotions that are here. Notice the thoughts and that can feel overwhelming, but just get quieter and quieter. Maybe you have to turn some of them down and just focus on the physical sensation that you're experiencing. Or maybe that physical sensation that feels like pain is just too loud that you need to turn it down a little bit and see if there's maybe another story, emotional story, that's, that's kind of talking to that pain, is creating that pain, that physical pain, right? Because all of this is connected, right? Physical pain, disease, it's all connected to the nervous system, the, the emotional body. It's all connected to the stories that we're telling ourselves. It's all connected. So when we get quieter and we listen to the deeper story within, is this story within you a story of fear, a story of pain, a story of self-judgment or a lack of self-worth or love. Is it a story of distractions to keep you from that deeper story?
Is it a story of not knowing what you want or the lack of passion? And so you allow those distractions to pull you out of of it so you don't really have to sit with that, not knowing what you want. Are you not listening because you don't want to be in your body? So why are you not present? Why are you why haven't you been listening? That deep listening. Why haven't you been listening? Not labeling it or judging it. Or you just listen for a moment. What's that deeper story? that you haven't been listening to because you're allowing all the noise out here to de- pull you outside of yourself. Now, as I say this, I also know that this might be really uncomfortable, right? Because you did. there was something inside of you that said, oh, it's not good here to listen, Right? It was conditioned in some way. And so I want to also acknowledge, right, this is an awareness practice. It's simply becoming more aware. And like I said, Jesse talked really beautifully about awareness last week. Um, But I want to highlight too, if there is some sort of trauma that kept you from being in your body, being in with your emotions, being with the state of rest and digest, that's what we call the parasympathetic nervous system, where we know that it's safe in our body to be here, right? There might be a reason that you might have what we call hypervigilance. So hypervigilance looks sometimes like awareness, but hypervigilance has an expectation. Hypervigilance is paying attention to everything, but it's analyzing it. It's looking for evidence to confirm that the world is scary and what's inside of ourselves is scary, whatever it is, right? We're always looking for other or enemy to protect ourselves from it. But awareness is this openness, this spaciousness where there's no expectation, and we can just be in this space, be with what is, and not feel like we have to look out. I mean, of course, we're going to look out for real danger, but we're, we're just trusting. We're setting up this environment for ourselves that we can trust our body is in a safe environment so that we can start to regulate that nervous system. So I just wanted to touch on that. So when I ask you to listen and you're like really agitated, know that that's okay too. And I'm going to give you a couple of ways to work that out for yourself. If if sitting and being quiet and listening is not doing it for you, right? Because you might have some sort of unease in there, some sort of trauma, some sort of stress that's keeping you from there that's deeply embedded and you might know, you might not know consciously and you don't have to know. That's the thing about this work of transformation. You don't always have to know the why. You don't always have to know all the little details. That's our mind going and becoming the analyzer and trying to figure things out. That's our ego going, you know, like I said, hypervigilant. It's always collecting data and, and sending out also 
information to us to say, hey, don't do this, da, da, you know, look out for that. It's always giving us information with expectation, right, of what might be outside of the unknown that's unsafe. So when we go into that space of listening, and again, it can be uncomfortable, a couple things you can do if you can't sit still, just shake out the body. (laughs) Shake out the body, do a little dance, and just notice how does your body feel while you're moving the energy in your body, right? Does it feel kind of stiff and stuck in your joints? Do you feel emotional when you're moving your body? Like, are you laughing? Are you crying? Are you like so mad all of a sudden? Right. So you actually can move your body and you should move your body. That's going to help if there is something that you're listening to that is an undesirable state. Yeah. Your body will naturally, hopefully, the more that you do this work, it will naturally know how to move that energy. So that play, pause, listen, activate, say why, it all sort of kind of happens simultaneously with the more and more you do this. It can be, if, if the body's really hard to be with, it could just be with counting your breaths, right? Focusing on the breath. Where is my breath moving to in and out as I'm chopping the carrots for, you know, for lunch or washing the dishes, you, right? You could be doing just your day-to-day things and just being present in that experience with your body and your breath as you listen, Right, and have that conversation. So as I talked about before, about thresholds. So to go back to my own little my own little journey, I've been kind of crossing all of these thresholds physically, geographically, going back and forth, back and forth the past couple of years between West Virginia and New York, coming to my beautiful life with my family then going back to New York to be with my friends and just straddling these worlds. And then also straddling these other worlds too of Nomad and Phoebe Leona and, you know, all the other roles that we I play, right? So you can probably relate to this too. So whenever we're crossing, like putting on the different hats, the different roles that we play, those are like mini thresholds th- throughout our day, Right? So you can think about it on that micro level of all the little thresholds you're crossing through the day, just waking up in the morning, having your day, going to bed, crossing that threshold into sleep. So you could look at those on the micro level. You can look at them on a really big macro level of big chapters are ending in your life and something new is beginning, right? A new relationship, a new job somebody passing that's no longer in your life, you're grieving, there's a new beginning. So whatever that might look like, you could look at that on a big macro level in your personal life, but then we also have thresholds that are happening right now collectively. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that um, in a moment in this, this this new way of looking at a journey that we're all in through a different lens. But Before we do, I want to just pose some questions in this exercise of listening. And this came from, oh no, can I remember? (laughs) I don't know if I wrote it down. Oh, yes, I remember. John O'Donohue. There was a reading that in a group that I'm a part of, um, a woman in the group, she shared 
this this reading from John O'Donohue, who I, I love his his writings dearly, and, and it just really spoke to me. And it was all about crossing a threshold. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read the first questions that he asks about crossing the threshold. So for you, if you are having those difficult times of being still in the present moment of your body, your breath, your emotions, your thoughts, then maybe this could be a new, another way of looking through the lens of listening. So he asks, at which threshold am I standing in now? What am I leaving behind? What am I about to enter? What's preventing me from crossing this threshold? And then what gift would enable me to do that? So when we're looking at all of this external noise, the chaos swirling around us, swirling within us, know that that's an invitation to cross into a new world, a new threshold. And so these are some of the questions you can ask yourself. And I'll also ask, I'll also throw in my own question there is, what is in this space? What is in the space that I'm in now? What is in that space, as he says, that you're standing to cross into? And again, what am I leaving behind? What am I about to enter? What's preventing me from crossing? Right? What's that deep embedded story that we kind of touched on before? Is it a fear? Is it a pain? Is it of the distractions? Is it a lack of passion? Is it the self-judgment, the low self-worth, self-love? Whatever those deeply embedded stories are that are keeping you from crossing. And then what gift would actually enable you to cross? Just listen to what comes through there as you ask those questions. So this could be a journal exercise for you. And whenever these kind of journal prompts come up, I also really encourage you, there is a a deep listening, but there also can be this just getting the pen out and letting it come through you, right? Just trusting, don't filter it, don't edit in any ways, just write, 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 write. And then you can go back and read it and listen in that respect, right? So there's so many different ways we can listen, So many different ways that don't involve watching the news, looking through social media, texting and hearing the news from your friend, right? Using technology, right? To just actually listen to what is within you because you have all of the answers. You have everything within you to bring you that steadiness, to bring you that calmness when the world is swirling all around you have the power. So my mantra recently has been, I call my power back to receive the magic for my highest good. So I I offer that to you, is as you listen, you're calling your power back. You're calling the power back for your highest good, to receive the magic for your highest good. 
right? So that power starts with you taking action to just simply listen. So I kind of went down a rabbit hole today listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Rob Bell, um, and he had a guest on, and oh gosh, I hope I remember her name, Kristen. I don't remember. I apologize. Ha- Hagel? I can't remember. But he had a beautiful guest on, and she talked through the heroine's journey. The hero's journey, I think a lot of us know. I'm not going to recap that, but it's like if you watch Star Wars or really any <laughs> any movie or story that there is, you know, a call to the adventure and then the the main character goes on an adventure, right? We know this very well, but that's the hero's journey. And so she talked about, about the heroine's journey and I really lit up because I was like, oh, I know this story so well. I know the hero's story. I definitely feel like I lived it, but what she described, and I'll take you through the steps too, so you can feel this for yourself and resonate with it um, and see where it lies in your body and your life. But she really described, like, if you think of the hero's journey as the external journey, our kind of relationship with life, and yes, there is an invitation to go inward for that transformation, but the heroine's journey is a very deep inward journey. And we also want to speak to this of what she really highlighted was that it wasn't a masculine, like a male, a hero being the man and the heroine being a female. It's more of masculine and feminine energies, and we all go through these. Like I said, I definitely lived the hero's journey um, the last nine years in a lot of ways, but when she took us through the steps of the heroine's journey, I was like, ooh, yeah, I could actually feel how the heroine's journey, and I'll kind of tell you my story in a moment, um, was like the spark that got the hero's journey going for me. So... I'll tell you that in a bit, and then I'll talk about what's happening collectively in terms of of the heroine's journey. So the first is basically a separation from the divine feminine, separation from mother, separation from a feminine energy. And then there, because there's this split, there's this identification with the masculine. And the, the identification with the masculine is when we start to adopt those kind of patriarchal views of of ourselves, right? Like how we need to succeed in life. How do we need to be successful at happiness? Those things that like take us on the outward journey, if you will. Um, Again, how do you define success? Then the next phase is you receive that to some level of success, but then you realize there's still something missing, right? Like you set out on for like, quote unquote, the American dream, you might've received it in some level. And then you realized there's still something missing inside of me. So actually I kind of mirror my story as we go. So the separation from the feminine for me, um, I can't really quite identify that moment, but I do remember well, maybe it goes all the way back to when my parents split up. I take the story all the way back to when my parents split up and physically I was not with my mother. I was actually with my father. And then that was like a very formative years where, 
you know, society was telling us like, okay, and I grew up in a very affluent community um, where, you know, success was very important. We all had to get really good grades where, you know, there was the international baccalaureate program. I wasn't a part of it, but I took some of the classes. Like there was this huge drive in the community I was in as I was growing up. There was that as a continued through being a dancer, you know, like going into a room with hundreds of other girls and knowing you had to do your best to get the job done and get hired, right? So there was this level of success, right? To get to your space of whatever you called happiness. And I remember in 2012, I felt like, oh, I got a lot of the things that I wanted. I had just moved into like literally my dream home. I was married and I moved into this dream home that I had been manifesting for probably a year or more, maybe more. Um, And I got in there and I felt this deep sense of, and I would not have told myself this at the time, but like, I was sad because I was like, hmm, that's it. It was that what she just said in the third, the third step is basically receiving that success and feeling that there was something missing. And I could see how now in retrospect, how all of my little feelings of that were reflected out into my external world with my ex-husband then and how it really was yes there were choices he made that kind of tore apart our marriage but there were a lot of unconscious choices that I was making too because of that that disconnection that just was a domino effect for both of us and so in the next phase is the initiation and descent into the goddess or the darkness I loved how she was talking about goddess and darkness into the womb space, if you will, right? Going into that deep, dark space. And this is a threshold that we cross, right? That's why I was talking about threshold earlier. This is where we're crossing into that space of the unknown, but we know that we have to go there. We have to go into the deepest, darkest night to discover who we are, to discover our soul, what our soul wants, not what the external world's telling us what we wanted because we did that and it did not work. But to go deep down and connect again to our intuition, to connect back into our dreams and see how important those dreams are. To come back into the body, as I've been inviting you into this whole time, Um, how to trust your body, how to trust yourself, how to feel into that, what is that next step? You don't need to know exactly where you're going, but like in that dark space, think about like in a dark room, right? You don't need to see what's across the room. You just have to kind of feel your way into the next step so you don't bump into anything, right? So just discovering what's the next step that I need to take here now. And then how to go deeper into your heart space and heal and repair. And that takes you into this next like yearning for healing, a yearning to connect again to moving the body, to being in nature. That was one of the reasons I came out here today. Being in nature, to be in space and spaciousness again, right? If you think of chaos of being like really cluttered and like in your face and all that noise, like being in that big spaciousness of a dark, beautiful night, giving yourself expression again, 
And then in that space, we find the healing and we, re, we heal the mother-daughter wound or the great mother wound. We reconnect again, which is the divine feminine within ourselves, right? Nothing external, but that going inward again, we, we, we heal that divine feminine wound within ourselves, which also automatically heals the divine masculine within ourselves, any of those masculine wounds within ourselves. And then from that, they come together and they create a whole new world. So to kind of take it through, picking up through my own journey, just so you can kind of see what that would look like and maybe you can start to put the the pieces together for your own journey and then we'll talk about collectively. So again, I was feeling this deep sadness I needed to know. And then my father died. I went through the divorce and that was the initiation. That was the initiation of the hero's journey. But it was also this initiation to go deep within myself. So in the hero's journey for me, that's when I decided I'm going to create Nomad. That was the call to adventure, to create Nomad, to try something new, to create a new world for people who were also going through similar situations. And there were so many trials and tribulations through that journey. But the great initiation within was like this private space that I didn't really, like I shared publicly, but it was really deep within myself. It was dancing again. It was writing again. And then, yes, those two transformed into Movement 109 and these dancing experiences that I'm, you know, co-creating with with other people. It was also writing the book, right? So there was some external results from that, but it really came from that initiation of going in the descent of that goddess space. And, you know, and life brought me back to being with my mother and my grandmother, which was this reconnection this reconnection of of mother yeah in a lot of ways and I've been just kind of in this healing of the masculine wounds of trying new relationships um, new ways of of communicating with men and women and so you know that's been this inner journey with the external world too that has helped me heal. The writing definitely helped me heal that masculine within me too. Those stories that I was telling about my father, the stories that I was telling about the past relationships. And I feel like personally right now, I'm sort of in this another threshold of going, okay, well, what's the new world? Now that these feminine and masculine energies are healing, still healing, are coming together, what is this new world that's being born within me? (laughs) To be continued on that one. I'll talk more about that in a moment. But now think about that. Take a moment and listen to what I just shared. And were there any things that was like bubbling up for you? Like, ooh, actually maybe that was an invitation, right? When I got that job and I was still like, eh, that's it. Or I got that relationship and I was like, ooh, I was waiting for this, right? What were those little things that were calling you in to that initiation, right? Those things, quote unquote, that were success to you, but then you realized when you got there, it wasn't all that it was that you thought it would be. And where are you in this path? And and this, and you know, the beautiful thing about paths is and journeys there, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be clearly linear, 
So I, I sort of just drew that picture of my own life so it was linear so you could see it. But it could be happening simultaneously too. All of these things are happening within you and around you. It's all happening now. So maybe just take a bit of time to think about where you are, if you want to think linearly, where are you in that process? Is there a break from the divine feminine within you? Are you in that process of succeeding and realizing, oh, that wasn't that great? Are you in this kind of deep womb space, right? In that darkness? I think that that's really where we are all collectively right now. It's been so loud, particularly around women's rights. That's the break. That's the break that we've all felt for a while, but it's like we're all waking up to it. There's this big break this loss of power for that feminine energy. And so we're like realizing all that success we had in this kind of masculine world is not all it's cracked up to be. And so we're being invited right now into this collective womb space, this really dark space of the goddess, as she said. I love that. Right, So it's an invitation. Yeah, it seems scary. It seems out of control. But it's really this invitation into learning new tools, reconnecting, not even learning new tools, remembering them in a lot of ways. Reconnecting to your intuition again, listening to your dreams, like those deep dreams that are inside of you, not the ones that you think you're supposed to have, but those deep little inner child's dreams. <laughs> We're coming back to your body again. We've been so disconnected to our body. I think a lot of, in a lot of ways, COVID was an invitation for us to come back into our body. And a lot of us responded in a space of fear of our body. But I think it was really to call into are you listening to your body? Like really listening to your body. All of the things that are happening, you know, in the environment, that's also a call to, are we listening to the, the Mother Earth body? Right, so we're being called to listen deeply in that dark space. And we have these beautiful tools, right? I like to think that Dear Radiant One is a gift, is a tool to, to dance with, to help you reconnect again. I love to think that Embodied Radiance program and, and everything that we do, what I do, I offer to the world is um, tools for that, that space and the, the space in between um, for you to connect again, to be in nature, to be in your body, to feel the spaciousness within and around you, to express yourself, to remember what you desire again into what you want to be and what you want to become. I think that's where we are right now in this really dark space where everything is crumbling. All that is no longer succeeding, no longer working in our external world, no, especially our Western world, is crumbling as an invitation to go into this womb space, this goddess space. So wherever you are, wherever you are in that personal or collective journey, listen to what's happening, what's coming up for you. 
What's coming through you? It's a, it's a really beautiful opportunity to listen in a new way. And again, listening can be still. Listening can be moving your body, shaking it out. <sighs> listening can be just present with the person you're sitting with. Washing your dishes, cutting the vegetables for dinner. What's coming through for me as I'm kind of looking at this is I don't want to hustle anymore. I'm so done. I was definitely conditioned to do that for so many years, right? Like, especially as a dancer, it was like you had, and, and as a yogi, a yogini, yogi, whatever you want to call it, like it, there was like so much discipline and if you didn't do it like a certain way, then you weren't going to get the gig or you weren't going to get to be enlightened or whatever it was, right? There was always some sort of goal. Even though they said that there wasn't a goal, there was still conditioning that there was still something on the other side of it. And it's like there was always this hustling, hustling to get there. And actually, I want to look back at my notes because Rob Bell said something beautiful about hustling. Oh, no. I don't know if I have the hustle become he says he says the hustle can can become an adventure right when we start to look at this this heroine's journey where we let go of that there has to be a success on the other side it's like oh no it's just a call to an adventure right like I want to do these things because it brings me joy and I'm not really worried about the outcome because I'm really present in the experience and I'm going on an adventure what's next that's what I want to spark back inside of me. And I, and I hope that I can provide a space to spark that for other people too. And what I also realized for myself is that I have such big ideas. Like I have a lot, like I have like not just one big idea. I have like five really big ideas. And I have like this one little body <laughs> and just limited resources. I mean, that's what I, that's the story that I'm telling myself at this moment in time. But I, what I'm committing to myself right now is like, I want it to be easy. If these big, if all of these big ideas are meant to be, I want them to flow with ease. I don't want to feel like I have to hustle to get to one of them or five of them. I want to let whatever it is that's supposed to come into this life to create this new world to come with ease and when I say with ease it's not like I'm just gonna lean back and like be like okay peace out just call me when it's all done no I want to be an active participant I want to co-create but it has to feel good like today I was really resisting recording this podcast I was resisting a lot of things honestly I was resisting uh, a form I was supposed to actually two forms I was to f fill out. I was I was resisting a contract that I was supposed to be, um, you know, kind of solidifying. And I was like, why am I resisting it? And I realized, like, well, are all those things actually something that you want? Are you just creating more work for yourself? Are you creating your own noise, Phoebe? And I really just was like, okay, let's stop right now. Let's just breathe. Let's go do some other things. Get in the space of ease and joy. And once you're in that space and ease and joy, then check in again. And when I got into that space of ease and joy and I started to think about it again, I started to get like this 
tightness in my, my center about just one or two of the things. And I was like, ooh, okay. It wasn't all of the things that I was resisting. It was just this one, this one thing that I'm having some resistance around. And there's another thing that I'm resisting, but I have confusion around. And I don't know how, I need more clarity there. So I was sitting in that listening space and I was like, okay, there's one thing I'm resisting because I don't, I don't necessarily want, I don't know if I have the manpower. I don't think I want to do it just because it requires hustling again. It's not that I'm letting it go for now, forever, but I just need some more evidence that it's going to be easy. So I'm going to put that down for a moment. This other thing that there's resistance, I, I'm going to call in more clarity. But if, where that is, I have to take some physical action steps, steps in the next day or two. I need to sit in meditation. I need to just listen a little bit more. I'm going to just give it myself a little bit more space. And then those other things, it's like, I just had to, I want them. It's just a matter of doing them. But they were all getting so like balled up together. <laughs> Because I was having resistance about one or two things that I just needed to give myself space and, and listen. Like, okay, what is the truth here? I needed to get into that activated state of feeling joy and ease again so it could come back and listen to what was really true. Right? So, so play could be like, play, L. <laughs> Pause, listen, activate, say yes, and then go back and listen again. <laughs> and I think that in, that in that place, when I was talking about activating, it's really important for you and for me, what I had to do in order, what I was doing, which I didn't really clue you in on, but you probably figured it out now, is when I needed to activate, I needed to, what was, I was really doing was calm my nervous system. I needed to go from that state of resistance and stress and that noise that I was creating for myself. I need to go, okay, let me pause, let me listen, and let me let me do it in a place where I can like be okay in my nervous system. And then I could activate how I want to feel and I could say yes to it and then it could come back and listen in a better place. Ah. All right, my friends. So with that said, a couple of beautiful lessons that I've hopefully passed on to you today is that we are all being called into the heroine's journey. We're being called to cross these thresholds. And one way that we can do this in a way that we're not repeating patterns, we're not bringing the old into the new new worlds we're crossing the threshold into is to listen. And there's so many ways you can do that. First, just listen to what the story is that's deep within you, not the stories that are outside of you, but that what's the deeper story within you? How do you need to get there? Do you need to move your body? Do you need other practices to feel safe in your body and your environment so that you can listen? Do you need to regulate your nervous system in some way? What are some questions you can ask yourself? Like, what am I going to leave behind? What's going to be on the other side for me? Or what do I want to at least see on the other side of me? What am I bringing with me? Right? What is the gift that I need in order to give myself the strength to cross over? So you can ask yourself questions to listen deeply. 
And then just continue to like take a few steps and go, okay, am I still in that same space, right? On that heroine's journey or the hero's journey, whichever, I mean, they're both happening simultaneously. Um, am I about to cross another threshold? What does that feel like? Right? So you can just continue to take the steps and each t- t- time you take the step, listen deeply. Listen to what wants to be born within you. So with that said, this is our last episode for the season. So we, I think we did, I think we did about 20 or so for this season. Um, It felt organic to just wind down a little bit for the summer because I will be doing a bit of a book tour. Um, So I'll be on lots of other podcasts that I'll be sharing in social media and letting you know so you can listen a little bit, listen a little bit more to my story and what I have to share. Um, We'll be back in the fall. I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like or when yet. Um, I am in a deep listening space right now for myself. I am looking at how can I simplify, um, simplify for myself so that I can show up really clear, really present with, with an intention that will resonate with you, with you being anybody who likes to sit and be with me, um, the, the offerings that I have to offer you, right? Under, with me, with Phoebe Leona, with Nomad, what is that going to look like? So, you know, I'll be out there in the world, but also doing this bit of deep listening to just reassess some things to make sure, like, I love to just continue to check in and see is, is what we're offering to the world of service. And so, while I'm sitting there listening to what's inside of me, I'd also invite you to sh- reach out. Let us know so I can listen to you. Do you want more of this podcast? What do you want to receive in this podcast? What other services are you looking for? What other messages are you seeking? How can we help you here in the space in between and at Nomad and at Phoebe Leona? So I would love to hear from you. Um, whether it is just a little shout out as a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, uh, you can send me an email. You can find me at phoebeleona.com. You can go over to the nomadcollective.org. Um, and we do have a way to support this podcast. You can spend $11 a month just to continue. Not, I know we are taking a little bit of a break, but we will be coming back. And it will also support just the, the, the growth of our community. So we're, we're building community, we're bringing in new guides, we're building more programs. And so any little bit helps us to help us in those like seed states. So we would greatly appreciate that. Um, all right, my dear friends, it's been a joy to be with you again. And yeah, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye.